Blog Talk Radio. I would say within the last hour or so to get back on the air and talk about something that will really help to not only recenter this broadcast on what has always been its purpose, which is to reach across the boundaries of spiritual and even unspiritual, non-spiritual, however you want to say this, materialistic so-called division and find that place where we can meet in the middle. And that is something that is very important in our world right now. And I have scheduled this show for only 45 minutes. It's coming to you live and very quickly. So those of you who happen to be with me tonight, Welcome. Today is Friday, May 4th, 2018. And those of you who are listening across time, welcome. There are no boundaries of time or of space. And I have said this many, many times on this broadcast because your energy, your presence is here right now. So without taking any more time to introduce the topic, I am going to simply launch into a discussion, unrehearsed, and this isn't the first time, of this chapter. And it is, it is as much an exercise for me as a listening experience for you because we always have more to learn about unconditional love. Let's start there. I was going to call this show the love chapter because those of us who um, grew up within Christianity in some way, I remember very well, for example, what some would call the Jesus movement of the 70s. I was a child, but there were people around me um, in the early 70s, even the late 60s. I may just begin to to Remember, I remember how that time felt. And within Christianity at that time, and in many groups, you didn't have to be a Christian. You could have been a hippie. Um, Actually, there were hippies across multiple spiritual persuasions. There was this feeling of wanting to find the path to unconditional love. And I feel that we are drawn to this path again. We have always been drawn to this path. Nothing has changed. And we need this path more than ever right now. Um, I have a feeling this show is going to go over. So if it does go over in time, I suggest to you that you call in to the teleconference, which is always available I'm just going to give you that number right now. It's 310-807-5104. I don't think I'll be taking calls tonight in terms of interacting with callers. I think I'm just going to do an exploration 
But there is always a way to listen to this show on the teleconference. So, And we may do another show in the future where we have an interactive discussion. So, all right. Well, I'm going to now just begin to explore this chapter. And I have chosen the New International Version of the Bible, and I may um, switch translations or look at another translation at some point if I so choose. But for now, we're going to work with the New International Version. Um, so, First Corinthians 13, Chapter 1, or First 1. <laughs> if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, But do not have love. I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Let's go to verse 2. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but Do not have love. I am nothing. Verse 3. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Okay, let's stop. The first three verses. What is this teaching us? Well, for one, when we feel the impetus to be of assistance in this world, in whatever way that comes to us, if our purpose is to enhance the ego or to, you know, show, you know, look how much I have given or um, to really, you know, be in a space where the gift itself is not its own reward, well then, that's going to taint whatever it is that's happening. If there was a way that we could all be anonymous. In fact, I think I'm going to talk about that too, what the Oprah Forum was like some years ago. Um, I was blessed, and some of you who may be listening may remember this, to be a part of the Oprah Discussion Forum some years ago. And for those of you who think that it must have only been a so-called New Age Forum, using a term that I know some people uh, might consider dated, but it still is relevant, Um, No, it wasn't. It was a place where people of all spiritual persuasions met and talked with one another. And in fact, I have lifelong friends on Facebook from that time. We were not allowed to use our names. Now, I'm not saying there wasn't some ego involved. There was, because sometimes things that you would write would surface. And it would become rather amazing at the time. We would see posts um, that would just show up even to the Oprah front page. And more than once, I had this experience. And it was a powerful experience. So that was the ego part of it. But most of it, if you were really committed to this forum, was about sharing from the heart and just reaching out to one another and trying to understand. Sometimes we were persuasive. Sometimes we were angry. Sometimes we were being told we were going to hell. Sometimes we were being told um, we didn't, that somebody didn't want us to go to hell because they loved us, because they believed in that so much that it wasn't so much an accusation or a, um, a condemnation. It was actually from those, that perspective an expression of trying to save us. Then there were those of us who just couldn't even fathom that hell could have a place in a love-based universe. 
which we now know is really a multiverse. And why would that be? Why would we feel that way? Because there would never be a way ever to experience unconditional love. And even if you are a biblical literalist, this passage that I am exploring is one that you must confront. You must take it in and decide. What are you going to do with it? Because it is all about unconditional love, love that never fails, which I'm getting ahead of myself. But let's talk about the first three verses. And I'm not just here, by the way, to preach to a particular group. In fact, the Oprah Forum wasn't like that either. I feel that we all have something to learn. I feel that there is a lot of judgment going on in the world right now. There is a lot of nastiness. There is a lot of angst. And it's not helping. It's not helping. We think that it's helping. We think that maybe we need to take up a flag for a cause. And I get that. I understand why people feel that way. But it is not going to heal what really ails us. The only way that we can go forward and really grow as a society, and I'm not just talking about the United States. Welcome listeners from all across the world. I just grabbed that map today. In fact, I wasn't even thinking I was going to go on the air tonight. It's been a while, and I may have to do more of these kinds of shows for a while because it's it's as helpful for me to explore these things as I hope it's helpful for some of you to listen. Um, judgment without seeking to have a conversation, without seeking to truly shift the foundations of where we're heading and perhaps bring them back to where we came from, which is indeed love. I was taught, just so you know, and I am the granddaughter of an evangelical minister. There were real miracles in my family, and I believe them. I have, And I've seen them. I've seen them in other um, ways as well. Um, I had an aunt who got up from a hospital bed and walked, and it changed the entire part of that family. In fact, my family would not have been as spiritual as it is, I believe, if not for that event, at least on that side. So these things can happen, and these truths reach out to all of us. There. There are miracles in this world, and they are not contained within just one form of belief. There are also many, many ways to create very intolerant and um, very static understandings of the world that cause harm because they are rigid they are not fluid they don't take into account what reality actually is and why we're here having a human experience so this may be a long show if i keep at it here let's see if we've explored everything in these first three verses well essentially if you speak in the tongues of men or of angels, so that's basically all forms of speaking. If you believe in channeling, that includes that as well. That includes any kind of Bible study, any kind of discussion of spirituality at all. If it's not based in love, if it is not based in unconditional love, which is always going to, by the way, contain something I want to include right now, Grace, unconditional love contains grace. Rigid forms of seeing the world in very fundamentalist ways do not contain grace. 
And this crosses across several different ways of thinking about the world. We live in a miraculous universe, universe, multiverse. We do not live in a materialist multiverse. And our spirituality is not required to conform to how a scientist in the materialistic world might describe it. That is only going to limit us if that is the only nomenclature that we know. I can't even speak. That's fine. (laughs) I can't speak in the tongues of men or of angels. That's just perfect. Because the thing is, the language of love is miraculous. It's a completely different way of seeing the world. And um, it is not to be judged. If you start to enter into it, you will see things that are verified in as scientific a way as you could possibly ask for with evidence. I've seen it myself, and you don't have to believe me. Ask for yourself. Ask for yourself, and you'll see the evidence for yourself because that's the way it works. And, you know, truthfully, if you don't really believe in these things, you're not going to believe it unless you see the evidence for yourself. So I invite you to open yourself up to that. So we're stuck on, like, the first four words here, but let's keep going. Um I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Well, I'm trying not to be that tonight, but it can feel that way sometimes. I'm not here to berate you all um, because I'm here to share with you unconditional love. And if I'm not careful, I sound like a clanging cymbal, which is not my intent. If I have the gift of prophecy, now there's a lot of that right now. I was raised um, as an end times Christian uh, to a degree. Parts of the family were kind of into this, and churches, one that I went to in particular, was into this. So I learned a lot about it. I can't say I was an expert like some of the people I hear, um, but I learned plenty. And I know that a lot of people are feeling right now that, you know, we're in the end times, although that's been said almost as long as I've been around, and I'm in my mid-50s now. But What this is saying is if you're focused solely on whatever prophecies you feel that you believe in and see evidence for, and this also crosses spiritual spectrums, and if you, which is really interesting, if you can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, so um, all knowledge, certainly that could include, although actually it doesn't, but... um, Some portions of science, (laughs) just because you're a scientist doesn't mean that you're knowledgeable, Um, especially if you're not choosing to even investigate things that are outside of the paradigm because science is actually all about um, going outside the box and discovering things that totally shatter whatever paradigm you think you're in, which I believe will actually happen yet again and is happening. But if we think that, you know, we can be very knowledgeable. We can be a scholar. And furthermore, if we have a faith that can move mountains. Now, isn't that interesting? Because a lot of us believe all of the keys are in believing. All of the keys are in having faith. If you are a believer in the law of attraction, which, by the way, is a very rigid, rigid science-based explanation, often described that way anyway, I'm not saying that's how it actually works, but if you're thinking about it in a very rigid, impersonal, non-loved-based way, then that, too, does not apply under unconditional love. If I do not have love, I am nothing. So if we have all these things and we don't include And I'll put unconditional love on this because later unconditional love is defined. We really haven't gotten very far. And that's what this is about. We can go through all kinds of things. We can give everything away. We can be 
um, many of us, and boy, do I relate to this, we do a lot of volunteering, even this show right now. This is, this is a volunteer experience mostly, although I did put on the page a, um, an invitation to support the show if you'd like to support the show. But to date, it is essentially a voluntary experience for the most part, and many of us are engaged in a lot of community service work. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but if we do that in a way that is not love-based, then we gain nothing. We really have given nothing. It's empty. It's robotic. And so you have to feel it in your heart, people. If you're involved in something where you're giving to your community, and I know I've gone through times when when I feel tired and maybe I don't feel this way, but for the most part when I'm doing this show and it's on target, like right now, which it really is at the moment, um, I feel like there is something to be gained here because it's about unconditional love, whether I can speak in the tongues of men or not. Let's get to verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Verse 5. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Very important. There's the verse. How many words is this? I always forget how to count when I'm looking at spiritual things. Huh? Six words. It keeps no record of wrongs. Right there, hell is gone. If you're a literalist, there can be no judgment in the presence of an unconditionally loving God. And that's a wonderful thing because that's really what... We need God or the divine or however you choose to embrace whatever that concept is, personified as an energy. Um, I would tend to encourage you not to think in such um, impersonal terms because unconditional love is not impersonal. It is highly personal. That's something that I heard about a lot growing up, the personal love of God. A lot of you maybe haven't heard that, and so you like to think of of a force. In fact, today is May the 4th, and a lot of people are saying, May the 4th be with you. Well, you know what? Guess what? It's more personal than that. It actually loves you. It's not really an it. It's a we. It's all of us because it's omnipresent. It is everybody together. There is no place or no person who can be separate from this love that is the foundation of everything, including you. So when you feel it in your heart, you're a part of it. Patient, of course it is. Patience, there's something to learn. It's kind. We need to remember that. There is a lot of not-so-kindness going around, and I don't care if I can't speak in the tongues of men. I really don't care. However you want to say it, there is a lot of stuff going around right now that isn't very kind, and it's not helping us. It's just creating more strife. It's just making people want to fight. It's making people want to resist. It's making people want to push back. It's causing division. It's exactly the wrong direction. It's tempting. It's easy. It's approachable. We all do it. I do it. Everybody does it. But it's not anything having to do with unconditional love or where we are going and where we need to go. That doesn't mean you agree with everything. In fact, the next verse is going to talk about that. That doesn't mean that you don't stand up for something. I'm standing up for something right now. It's called unconditional love. Let's keep going. It does not envy. That one is a huge challenge for just about every human being. But 
it's one to listen to. Remember, in fact, this comes later too. And you guys, if you haven't called the teleconference yet, if you're listening live, I highly suggest it because I think this is going to go into overtime, but we'll see. Teleconference, 310-807-5104. You are listening to the Frontier Beyond Fear broadcast. I'm just going to do a quick little check here to see where we're at tonight. Okay, Um, looking good. Let's keep going. It does not boast. You know, it's one thing, it's good to have self-esteem. It really is. And, you know, when something, when you accomplish something that you're happy that you've created, there is nothing wrong with celebrating that accomplishment. I really appreciate that this show has come together over many years, although I feel that sometimes it gets steered away from its purpose, which is why I'm bringing it back to its purpose tonight. But I still appreciate that it exists. I appreciate that there are people in the world listening to the show. And, you know, it's it's what it is. But um, love does not boast. And it's not proud. It does not dishonor others. So important. Respect for other people. If you don't understand someone, then the goal is to find that place where you can have a conversation because people aren't going to change if you feel so fervently that people need to change. And I know that is a common feeling right now. And it can come from different points of view, actually. But if you feel that so very fervently, the way to change someone is actually conversation. And we found that out on the Oprah Forum because there were significant shifts. People began to feel empathy in ways that they never realized they could. All of us, actually, because we're all imperfect It is not self-seeking. Again, we don't have radio shows or whatever we're doing. You don't write a book just to be able to say, hey, I wrote a book. You have to have a reason to share something from your heart and to teach. There's a really good reason I haven't written a book yet. I haven't been guided to finish a book yet. But mostly it has to do with finding my way to true authenticity, which right now I'm in that space pretty well. I don't want to say that I'm totally there, but I'm, I'm approaching it because authenticity is like that. It takes a lot of courage to be authentic. And generally, when you're really authentic, you're probably going to piss a lot of people off, and you can do it for multiple persuasions. <laughs> and you, then you can feel like, well, it really doesn't matter, does it? Because at least you're sharing from your heart. It is not easily angered, so that's good to remember. Let's not get angry about any of these things. And it keeps no record of wrong. So important. Oh, my gosh. How many times in this world? I mean, it. I see it constantly in our world. There is no forgiveness. There is this constant going over and over and over again of whatever the wrongs happen to be. You know what? Things do happen that are wrong. Some things are very wrong. In fact, some of the following verses will discuss that. There is no question that there are things that are not um, based in love or seem not to be in our world. And we can certainly be in a place where we don't choose to support those things. However, we get very vindictive in our world. This um, can apply to punitive punishments. Um, I am a firm believer that this chapter of the Bible supports rehabilitative justice, restorative justice. Um, Our justice system that is based only on punishment is not, a true form of justice in any kind of a compassionate society. That is a vindictive, somebody has to pay eye for an eye society. 
And I know it's very hard when people have been touched by something very harsh in their lives. I get that. Wars have resulted from such things. However, they will go on for centuries, centuries and have, if we don't get our way to the place where we can stop continually listing the wrongs. And this is especially true in personal relationships. And I'm not saying that we should be glossing over what's going on in our relationships. I don't feel that's healthy either. But the kind of vindictive judgment that can go on is not the right way. The kind of shaming that I'm seeing on Facebook lately is not the right way. At risk of shaming those of you who are shaming, and then I become, once again, a clanging symbol, which is not my goal. But it happens, and we need to stop it. Um, it you have to catch yourself. When we're engaged in any kind of criticism or gossip, you can feel it, and it actually does not feel good. You know you know when you're in a love-based place. You know it. You can feel it. And communication is the key. Let's keep going. Chapter, or verse 6. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Now, one can maybe talk about, I know there are believers out there listening to this show, and I have certainly um, looked at this myself, in that we, the duality that appears to be in this world is only here. It is not anywhere else. And that actually makes a lot of sense to me, because for me, any kind of true evil that could transcend whatever we're seeing in this world which is really a kind of an illusion and an exercise, would disempower God, disempowers unconditional love. So when we see things in this world that we label as evil, and there can definitely be some very horrendous things in this world, I am not trying to say that there are not, um, those things could never exist in the unfiltered presence of unconditional love, which is God, which is the divine, or if you don't even believe in those things, which is our ideal of behavior, if you don't believe in any divinity at all, our ideal of behavior as human beings is unconditional love, or on any other planet too. What does it mean to rejoice with the truth? Well... You can feel it in your heart. I can feel it now. I'm really appreciating this experience myself. There is a rejoicing in it. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. That kind of speaks for itself. Trust, very important. Once you glimpse, the existence of unconditional love, and you believe and see that miracles are really possible, trust is fostered. And we need more trust between people. Protects how we treat one another. Hopes, and by the way, protects, always protects. That's another disabler for hell. No God who is always protecting could create a hell, nor could a God who keeps no record of wrongs. So if you are a biblical literalist, I challenge you to work with these verses. And if they contradict other verses you've studied, I challenge the literalism. I challenge it openly, openly and authentically because you have to come to terms with what you believe. And which verses do you choose to believe? I would highly recommend 1 Corinthians 13. Always hope. That's why I never lose hope in this world. Or when things in life maybe aren't going so great, you continue to see where it's heading. 
and you continue to believe, and here's something for the law of attraction, folks. We need to stop making snap judgments. And this apply it only to yourselves, although we do have a tendency to apply it to other people. And I'm not even claiming that I like that word law of attraction. Personally, I don't. I think it's much too scientific. I think it glorifies materialism. I think that it's impersonal. And so it is not a phrase that I personally value. For me, I use the term co-creation because for me, that is the omnipresent divine helping me towards my greatest potentials. In that journey, I may encounter adversity. You may encounter adversity. People around you may encounter adversity. And how you respond to that is going to either help that person or hurt that person because things are not always what they seem. Adversity is often one of the greatest co-creations of all because it leads to something else. It leads to growth. Many people can talk about times in their lives when inexplicable things happen. Many of us are going through that right now. It seems a lot of us are, and I will happily raise my hand. But the thing is, is when you know about unconditional love and when you know and have seen in your own life, I can think of a health challenge of a loved one in my case, um, and where that took you, how you grew, then you know what co-creation actually is. And we have a tendency to look at um, some of these concepts in very simplistic, unhelpful ways. And it really can do harm. If somebody has cancer and you're immediately going to jump to some conclusion, oh, you have you know, repressed anger or whatever, that's a simplistic explanation. There could be a very complicated explanation as to why that person needs to grow and probably all the people around them because let's not forget and this is often often missed we are all in this together so any experience that I'm having and if you're involved with me in any way or even if you're listening to this show we are having that experience together and Far too often these teachings are explained as me, 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 me. Same with heaven and hell. Me, 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 me. No, it is not about me. It is not about you. It's about us. It's about we. Yes, I'm having a journey. I have chosen to grow in whatever way I have chosen as a soul. Yes, yes, yes. However... We have also grown together. We have chosen to grow together. So we have experiences together. Your friend who has cancer may have manifested that for you. In fact, I don't like that word manifest either, truthfully. I use it because it's part of the language. Um, it's part of the, the um, what was that again, the tongues of men, if I can manage to speak in the tongues of men. <sighs> I don't really think it's of angels. It's not personal enough for me. It's yet another way of diminishing things and kind of taking it down to this this materialistic, um, low common denominator that it doesn't really help me. I look for loftier terms. It's just kind of the way I am. If you want to know who I am authentically, I think in a loftier way. I do not need to reduce everything to something that sounds like science. And I even come from a scientific background. I don't need to do that. That to me puts science on a pedestal that is too high. We don't need that. Life is an experience. I am an experiential teacher. That's what I am. If you want to listen to some of the things that I choose to explore, there may be some evidence Gosh, I can't talk tonight. It's funny. <laughs> um, there may be evidence involved. Absolutely. But what's most important to me is authenticity. 
it may be fairly complex, some things that we look at. There may be a science to it, absolutely. Although I'll tell you what, it's not going to be an impersonal science because unconditional love is everywhere. There is no materialism. That is an illusion. Let's keep going. Now is the time to call into the teleconference if you want to keep hearing this live. 310-807-5104. The the live feed is going to go down in about four minutes. Thank you to those of you who have been listening live tonight. And in case I lose you, I just want to remind you to go to FrontierBeyondFear.com where you will find the rest of this episode. And I appreciate you joining us tonight. Um, And I'm just kind of taking a moment to check where we're at here. Okay. I didn't put this one out on Twitter, and I'll do it later. But thank you for those who are listening. And it's so funny. There's a show being surfaced right now, Science and Materialism. Right there, synchronicity. This one's about Christianity, it looks like. All right, let's keep going. And I will continue to go into overtime here. So I welcome you across time, those of you who are listening. Chapter, or verse (laughs) 8. I I don't really care if the tongues of men are failing me tonight. Love never fails. So important. Three words that... You know what? I could just throw my piece of paper away that has this whole chapter on it because love never fails pretty much describes all of it. But we'll continue anyway. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, What is in part disappears. Some other translations say this a little bit more poetically, but that's okay. Let's talk about that for a minute. There comes a point where even the prophecies are no longer needed. There comes a point when you don't have to talk about anything at all. Remember, those of you who grew up in the 70s, remember the show Name That Tune? Well, I think I found I can name that tune in three words, which is love never fails. Two words would be unconditional love. One word is love. And we'll end this show on that one because the whole chapter ends that way. But the thing is, hmm, let's see where we're at here. We spend a lot of time um, looking at predictions, um, looking at what we think about what's on the other side, what's coming And I do that, too, to to a degree. But at some point, they become immaterial. Not to bring up materialism again, but they do. Even knowledge, it doesn't matter anymore. It's what's in the heart. That's it. Love. We can debate all day long. And I've been involved in those sorts of things. But the real fundamental, the foundation, is love. And that's where we're going to shift the planet. And that's where we're going to really start talking to one another. And it talks in this section about a time when fullness will come. Now, it's going to take a while to to fully venture into this, and maybe another show would be appropriate at some point. But when we are here as human beings on this planet, one of the things that came to me during my own awakening, which was many years ago now, around 2003 really, um, one of more than one awakenings, but that was a fairly significant one, um, is that we are essentially divine we come we can only come from omnipresent love however you want to label that it is a divine it is love and we can only go back there and even though it is hard to understand how infinity could 
forever complete. And it's not just linear. It's more than that. Think of spatial infinity, multidimensional infinity. Time is like this as well. In fact, if we get a chance, we'll talk about that. We're in overtime now, which is perfect because I'm talking about time. When we cross the veil, which is a way of saying when we die, we transition, we open a doorway, we go across the veil. What I believe, and I believe is logical, even scientific, scientifically logical, if you concede that linear time is an illusion, because infinity cannot be bounded by it, not the kind of infinity we're talking about in a multidimensional way. Everybody is there. I I have a hard time getting this across to people, and it's a really powerful concept, and it deserves another show too. But if you want to feel real love, walk with a person across the veil as they're walking with you. Because you've heard about these life reviews that that NDE survivors have. A lot of people who have a near-death experience, which may or may not be exactly what happens if you complete that entire process. So let's be careful there. That's another thing that often isn't discussed. An NDE is a little bit different than going all the way through because nobody's done that, I mean, and and lived to tell about it. Um, But there have been people who have gone through a part of the process for sure and come back, and they have amazing things to tell. And one of those things is a life review. Now, I would contend on the other side since there's only love and you're being drawn towards love, those things are never going to make you feel guilty or shame or say, oh, I should have changed my behavior. There will be no shoulds across the veil. You will simply see love. You will simply see empathy. There will be no shame or anything like that. There will be understanding. There will be understanding of yourself. I'm not saying that you'll say, oh, you know, I behaved perfectly my whole life. You'll say, I behaved humanly my whole life you'll say that oh yeah that was rough yeah i remember that oh you know yep whatever but you'll love yourself at the same time you'll be in the midst of unconditional love and it won't be it's not going to be like shaming on facebook (laughs) which goes on a lot no it's not like that unconditional love unconditional love It keeps no record of wrongs. Let's go back. I'm having trouble reading with my glasses here. That's um, that's verse, where is it? Verse 5, the end part of verse 5. It keeps no record of wrongs. So any kind of life review is going to be that way. You're going to feel total empathy. It's going to be, oh, my goodness, oh, Oh, I get it now. I get it. Oh, wow. That's what it's going to be like. And you're going to be able to walk as much as you want. I don't know how this is going to work exactly, but you're going to be able to walk with that person through their life, and it'll be a love experience is what it'll be because you'll you'll understand things that you never understood before, and it'll just be one of the most amazing experiences that you've ever had. And one of the skills I've talked about when I have taught at conferences, and will do so again when I get to it here, is there is a way to consciously live where the people that you'd like to interact with in some way or, you know, that that you might feel another concept or in your soul family or even your, your worst enemy, I mean, because enemies are illusions too. In fact, that's probably the best experience of all is to to walk with somebody that you felt that you were at odds with. That feeling of knowing that they will understand and that you choose to understand and that you choose to see what it was like as a human being, that is the Akash. That is the living Akash. That's what it is. And... I believe that when people 
communicate with those who are passed over and limit that because there is no linear time. That's just because it's our current understanding and it's easier for us to think that way. Well, not everybody thinks that way. I don't think that way because it's totally logical that there's no boundary of linear time. There is no linear who crosses the veil when. Everybody is across the veil beyond time. Everybody who will ever live, every life that you have is there. In fact, you're living all of your lives concurrently, too. I believe in reincarnation. I know that's not biblical. I've seen evidence of it. There is some science there, and maybe I'll share it as time goes on. I used to be going down that path and need to again. Let's keep going. here where were we so completeness comes completeness is love completeness fullness is the divine and we are aspects so it feels like we're apart the part doesn't totally disappear in the sense of you're loved and you're valued and you're treasured every creation is a beloved creation so that there is a way for an aspect to exist as a co-creation for the within the whole and for both to coexist at once. You're experiencing it right now as a human being. So I know people sometimes fear disappearing totally, like a drop in the ocean, gone. That's not how it works because creation, you're loved. It's that simple. You're loved. And who you are, your personality does matter. And I know this goes against some teachings that, that people hear. Well, this is what I believe, and I believe it very fervently. And I suppose it's partially because of my background growing up in Christianity, because the truth, what was that part about the truth again? Rejoices with the truth. Yes. To me, that's one truth I rejoice with, knowing that, hey, you know, I'm Susan, and there are these other people I know in my life at this time, whoever we've encountered, and even some of the people we don't know that maybe we hold up on pedestals, people we see from afar, um, celebrities or sports heroes or politicians, whatever. Those personalities, although they are just aspects and they're really kind of um, um Glimpses. I don't know how to put this. They're somewhat temporary and not. They, they have been created, and what's created doesn't go away completely. But there is still growth. You, as a person, as Susan, I am going to cross the veil someday and grow from that point. I'm not just going to disappear and it's done. Because we're loved. We're loved. And we still grow. Then I fully expect I'll be able to see other lives. Some of us can get glimpses of those even here, um, but you'll, of course, more fully see it, and all the people, all the souls that we interact with, how we interacted more fully in other lives, and I'm sure it'll be very fascinating. We'll also discover that many of our villains here on the planet were here to be catalysts, to show us, you know what? Hey, that isn't love. By the way, that here, this thing here that, that isn't so good, like um, let's talk about the Holocaust and things like that, um, Rwanda, many different things that have happened in our history, things that are happening now that we often deny in many parts of the world, these things that are not compatible with unconditional love, it's really hard. It's the hardest question on the planet to come up for a reason for those things. And yet the only reason that could possibly work for me is so we could learn. And it's a really tough learning exercise. It's like Everest. It is like the adventure course that um, people say it is really courageous to take. Um, I've used another analogy that if planet Earth, and I'm sure other planets have their own challenges. Let's not put Earth up on some pedestal. The scientists are discovering planets all over the place. So we know 
that we're just one small experience here, but I'm sure that we would acknowledge it's very adventurous to come here given what happens here. And we learn things here and we're changed by it and we're changing everything. Co-creation is like that. It's a microcosm. It is personal, but it's also so much greater and it's everything. It gets rather profound. Of course, such things are stilled in the presence of love. Let's keep going because I'm going to, the show will shut down if I'm not careful. Then I'll have to do another one. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. I love that. I just explained that. That's exactly it. Even as I am fully known. That's it. That's it. That's it right there. You're going to know the divine fully and then also who this creation was, as imperfect as it may have been, so so-called imperfection. You will know and we'll all know. We'll see each other face to face, all of us. We'll see who we are. We'll see all those vulnerabilities. We'll see all the drama. We'll see the things that went wonderfully well, the loving things, the not-so-loving things. We'll see and we'll forgive and we'll understand and we will keep no record of wrongs. And, and the divine simply loves and so will we. And we'll realize that we took on these experiences to grow. I'm going to need to wrap this show up or it will. I don't know how much time I have taking a look. So let's see. I want to at least get to the last verse. Verse 13. And now these things, <laughs> I still can't speak. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Name that tune. Name it. I can name that tune in one word, one note, one multiversal note. No, it's not three words, although those other two words are important. And now these three remain. Faith. Believing in something is important. Faith. Faith, meaning that no matter what is going on, what does it mean to know? And this is one of the reasons I do question some of these teachings that become very impersonal. They take us away from the heart-based aspects of faith. They make them too distant and, and clinical. That's the word, clinical. No, it's not clinical. It's not like that at all. It's messy. It's authentic. It's, it's, it's like, I, I can't even come up with the words for what it's like because it's not definable. And faith is like that. It carries you through no matter what, no matter what happens because you just have a knowing. When you know that love is the foundation, you know, and it surely helps with faith. Hope, same thing, very similar. Hope in some ways could be considered um, not as strong as a knowing. And yet hope is very important because when things really, when the road gets really a little tougher, you know, that famous saying, hope springs eternal, is true because it just keeps coming. When you think that it's gone, it's there it is again. 
That's the purpose of hope. But it all comes from love. The greatest of these is love. That's what it's all about. So I don't know that much more can be said except to end the show with that word, love. It's that simple. And if we can come, well, of course I can't end because I'm still kind of a clanging symbol. Well, that's fine. I'll keep going for a second. If we can just recenter ourselves in that space, and if we can make that a conscious practice every day as much as possible, imperfectly, yes, but it's perfect as well. If we can do this, then we will take not only our lives forward, which is important because we are here to grow personally, but we'll help everyone around us to grow. And our lives will become a living example. And not in a pride-based way, in a loving way, in the way that we want to help people. That's simple. Just because we want to help people. There's nothing complicated about that. You don't need a badge of honor. You don't need to even be recognized for it. It's just helping people. Because we love. And what about helping the world? Well, one step at a time, one person at a time. I appreciate that there are some people who are listening to this show in other parts of the world. I appreciate you. I don't know if I can understand what your experience is like wherever you are, but I do know that you have a heart and that you can feel these words. Can you feel them? That's what I want to know. Feel them. Feel the love. Because that's who we all are. And then we can understand. So thank you, everyone for being here tonight, those of you who are here with me tonight live and those who are listening across time. um, This broadcast will continue to grow. Um, At times it takes a rest, and um, I do welcome your support, very much so, especially at this time. It would be very, very helpful because the broadcast takes time to put together. It has costs associated with it so if you are guided to help the show there is a way on frontierbeyondfear.com i am never a high pressure person when it comes to these things but i do want to let you know that it's there Um, and most welcome and and expressing my gratitude to you and whether whether you feel guided in that way or not i feel thankful just to have Every one of you, whoever you are, here with me right now. And I hope this show tonight has helped you to reflect. And if there are things that maybe, you know, I'm sure there are things in the show that that you think about differently, great. We're not all here to think the same way. We're here to understand one another, to talk honestly about what we believe. That's important. We're here to be ourselves, and we're here to love one another. So take care, everyone. I will see you next time.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.